0: hey hey, you guys we're so glad to have our special guest with us here on black canvas we have mr k star and we've been in contact for a few months now and we were able to set a date and time and we're so glad to have him here as a guest i'm a huge fan of his music and a lot of things he's been able to do in the industry he hails from the humble city of columbia south carolina k star is reintroducing himself to the world this time he's tinted in an engulfing pop hue with an R&B-influenced undertone. With a background in music, theater, dance, and television production, K-Star has trained, performed, and worked with some of the greatest names in entertainment. Y'all get ready for some of these names. The first one, Bobby Brown, Montel Jordan, and C.C. Penison. His television credits include Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, which is one of my favorite shows, TV One, The Bachelor franchise, and of course, Big Brother extending to commercial features from SeatGeek and Evite. K-Star credits Broadway star Step Stewart for much of his foundation. Through Stewart and various other amazing teachers along the way, K-Star received mentorship and tutelage. Now fixed on his singer songwriter roots, K-Star has refined his sound with Industry Gem and Veda. And the credits for that is with Janet Jackson, Eve, and Of course, Ray J, who I love as well. And Sonic, product and production of this dream team with his lead single, Guy, we get introduced to a reinvigorated K-Star, flexing the wide range of his vocals. With his first official EP, Feelings, we get a new sense of his music eclecticism, which has previously been boxed into boundaries of pop and rap. And K-Star proclaims, he says, I'm free from constraint. And I'm most excited about getting grounded and putting God, in. in, God has put him in a position to be for other people what he wished he had when he started his journey. And a heart of gold and a tiger's eye makes this an indisputable star. And K-Star, which is an amazing name, I believe he is going to be one of the next rising stars And I'm so glad to have you here as a guest on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, It means a lot. And I'm glad to be here to talk to you as well, man. Long time coming.
0: (laughs) It has been. I'm just so excited for you. You've been traveling and doing so many great things around the globe. And so one of the conversations we had, I want to first start with this, because this is one of those questions that I think everyone wants to know who's watched Celebrity Big Brother. So <laughs> I'm going to start with this one. Um, do you remember where you were when you received the call to work on Celebrity Big Brother, and what is it like working on reality television?
1: Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was at home. Uh, I've worked with uh, Big Brother for um, this would be my second year, so a lot of times with any like TV production shows, like once you're in, you're in. Um, especially if you're a hard worker you know you smile you show up you do the job and extra I'm above and beyond Uh, they always call you so when they call me for celebrity big brother i wasn't surprised i was definitely grateful um because i didn't know when the season was going to be but yeah they emailed me to come back for the season uh the first season i did was just a regular season this was my first like Celebrity big brother season so it was cool you know you just go and
0: do the job (laughs) so yeah that's what it was I love that. So we're not I'm not <laughs> going to put you on a spot to have you choose your favorite person because we don't want anyone want to be jealous. But, <laughs> but I do want to ask you, what's the difference for you just between a celebrity versus just a regular Big Brother season? Was there any like major difference for you?
1: Well, uh, yeah, actually, with the with the regular season of Big Brother, we were the position that I have as a talent handler, which is working like directly with the cash um we were a lot more hands-on with the cast than we were with the celebrities um because the celebrities they have their agents they have their managers they have like a whole team of people so we were there to just kind of assist the production with what was going on um but with the regular season they don't have their phones they don't have any access to anybody so we're there to base to really just be their complete eyes and ears (laughs) and their hand holders through the whole process up until they get to the house so, yeah, I still talk to a few of them from like the regular season um, because we were there with them all day, every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you do become friends with them. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that's the, the main difference. We were just a lot more hands on with the regular season.
0: I love that. And for any of our Big Brother mm-hmm. fans, I know I have a couple of my friends who are diehard fans like I am. I have not missed any seasons, <laughs> and so I'm just so excited that you, I'm just very excited you had the opportunity to be there, and I'm like, I wish I was there just to kind of talk to him, or maybe one day in the future, K-Star, you may see me on there, and you'll be like, wait, I know him.
1: Let's go, yeah, <laughs> let's, go. let's
0: do it. See, and but- of course,
1: it wasn't to be a part of the season where, you know, the top, what was it, the last five or last like six were all, you know, people of color, all Black people, it was amazing. Yeah, the cookout. Yeah. So, like, that was cool to be a part of that season and to, you know, handle them and work with them and to know them. So, that was really dope, really dope. History uh, that went down for that season for sure.
0: It did. And one of my favorites from the show, I, I think Xavier, I mean, of course, he deserved to win. He just did an amazing mm-hmm. job. And he seemed like he was a great representation of people of color and being able to talk about his experience. But it was just so great to see competitiveness, even within your own race, like to see we can support each other. But at the end, hey, we're here to have a good time. And they had a mission that they were on. And I totally Mm -hmm. understand that. But I just love that entire cast. It was an amazing experience to watch it on TV, but also to just see how people understood the assignment, Mm -hmm. but just Mm -hmm. also knew that as a whole, we still need to be less divisive and and more, you know, loving and caring of each individual person in our differences. So I loved it. And Brittany was one of my favorites. See, I just wanted to shout her out. I love Brittany. Sure. And I love what she stood for, <laughs> you know, being able to talk about autism because a lot of people yeah. don't fully understand. And so being in the mental health field, I love that she, she kind of so talked about it. I loved it.
1: Yeah, shout out to Brittany. She's a warrior for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so
0: Brittany, if you hear this, we will love you here as well. <laughs> yeah, go Brittany. Love her. Love her. <laughs> so I have a, a real crazy question, but I think you can handle this one. So you tell me how you would answer this one. All so right. how have you been affected due to COVID-19? And the reason I say this is a crazier question, because for some people, it can be hard to see positives based on COVID. So I want you to kind of explain like mm-hmm. the positive and mm-hmm. negative effect that you've had since COVID-19?
1: Well, I think for me, I I went back home uh, to South Carolina for a few months right before COVID started. And I actually came back the uh, January, like the beginning of the year. Um, I had like a new job um, and was just refiguring out everything coming back to LA. Um, I was having meetings with like my agencies and like my management of like, getting back into auditions, like now that I was back, very positive meetings about where we were going to go and like what we were going to do. And I was just hungry and excited. And then COVID hit (laughs) and um, like my nine to five was working at a salon, Planet Salon um, on Melrose, shout out to them. And so of course it being a hair salon, all the hair salons and gyms and like anything that was like personal service, personal touch. Took like the first L especially in like California so we got the um the notice from the government very early on that we had to shut down and I was like I remember sitting in my bed like having we were all sent home and I remember sitting in my bed telling God like I am not going back home <laughs> I just got back and I know you sent me back here so I am not going home I don't know what I'm supposed to do i I'm not auditioning and then my job just got shut down. I don't know what's happening, but like, I am not going back home. And I think I had like $200 <laughs> and I didn't know what I was going to do, um, but I just prayed about it and I had peace about it. So I let it go. And then thankfully that's when like unemployment and stuff like kicked in. Um, and like, everything was cool. I was still helping like my boss out with what she needed, like on the salon and just trying to figure everything out. But like, I wasn't doing anything like in my purpose for like entertainment. Um, I was barely singing, I was barely dancing. There was no auditions, no anything, because of course out in here in LA, everything got shut down. Um, so that's actually how I ended up in TV production. Um a friend of mine Thursday that I did a show with, a musical show with a couple years ago. Um, we become family and she always looks out for me. So she was working for The Bachelor, um, and Bachelor being like the big show that it was, they was able to get around COVID. It um, kind of be like the, the protocol of what it looked like to work as a major TV series, like during COVID, um, but still making sure that all protocols were seen through and that nobody caught COVID. So they kind of led that batch of still being able to work. And what I thought was going to be like a two week gig and then, you know, we was going to be back out here in these streets performing. <laughs> I ended up staying with Bachelor for like a year and some change like almost two years, um, just hopping from bachelor to bachelorette to like specials and all kind of stuff, being in a whole nother field that I had no idea that I would have ended up in, but I appreciate it because it was still a form of entertainment. And when I look at my favorites, like Prince and Michael and Beyonce, you know, you have these artists, these performers that they don't just get on stage and sing, like they know the names of the lights. They know what goes on behind the scenes. They, their hand is in production. They know everything that is going on before they get on stage, which are, you know why they're some of the greatest acts that we have. So I saw it as that of just a way of continuing to learn um, in the grand scheme of entertainment and just, you know, take the hand of God and let him lead me because I had no idea what was happening. So <laughs> it was definitely a lot of ups and downs. Um, Just financially, of course, and with music, like with the EP, uh, the pushback of that and how long it actually took to finally come out. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I just try to stay as optimistic as possible and ride the roller coaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you said that to ride the roller coaster because (laughs) it goes into just life in general and it's not just COVID. But COVID was, is such a huge mm-hmm. thing now. But if we go back to like September 11th, um, if we go back to like myself being affected by Hurricane Katrina and Rita and just certain experiences in my life, I go back and I say, hey, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of challenges, but I didn't falter. You know, it's a way of using it almost as like a stepping stone, but also yeah. it's an experience where you said, hey, I'm learning other aspects of entertainment. And then it also can humble all of us to know that when you do make it to the next level in your career, which case Star, I know you will get to that point is that you'll be able to remember, Hey, when I remember only having a few hundred dollars <laughs> to my name and I didn't know where my next meal or where my next job or next, whatever would happen. And my gift made room for me and I was able to do other things and people stepped in, you know, mm-hmm. in the midst of my pain and, and helped get me to the other side of it. And so I think this is a great testimony and I always tell people you never have a testimony without a test and you have to sometimes go through those negative or somewhat negative experiences from the outside, but it actually helps you to grow from the inside and you actually start to develop goals and aspirations and morals and values that can govern the rest of your life. And so I'm just excited to just hear that story because, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know about. You know, the struggle that many artists, um, especially artists I've interviewed, they've gone through and just looking at where you are now, someone who doesn't fully get it can think, oh, he just had it easy. But no, you really had to work for everything you've had.
1: For sure. (laughs) But I mean, you know, I I feel like that just makes you appreciate it more when you had to go through the bullet to get, you know, like to where you are. And when the curtain is revealed and it is your turn, like you don't take it lightly or you don't take it for granted because you know that you deserve it, you know.
0: That's right. 100 percent. I agree with that. So I have three fun questions. So these are going to be well, the three actual mm-hmm. sections of questions, but I want to base it on some song titles that you might actually know what these are. <laughs> All right. So the first <laughs> one I want to talk about is feelings. So if you could describe the year 2022, what, with only one feeling word, you can only use one feeling word, what word would you choose to describe the year 2022?
1: Hmm. I would say bananas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bananas, for sure, for sure. I love that he said bananas, you guys, because he, he's like, I'm going to cheat. I'm going I'm to come up with my own word on this. One. All right, I'm going I'm to I'm get you <laughs> on this one. So let's talk about some feelings. We have depression. We have anxiety. We have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little maybe feeling scared. Uh, I love he was like, I'm going to use bananas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for me, I'm going to answer this one for myself, at least. The feeling word I had for okay. sure was, I would say, shock. I think that was one that kind of just, it kind of threw me for a loop because I just knew that I wanted to get to know a lot more people through this show. And I'm just shocked at how many people have really been open to mm-hmm. not only being here, but being able to share their light with me and not just their life, their light with me. And so I would say I've been shocked. I mean, I've talked to some really amazing yeah. people, especially in the last month or two, and they really have helped me to center my own self and to remember, mm-hmm. you know, that they're reaching their goals and they're excited and I can do the same thing for myself. So I, I would definitely say that's one thing I can use. Being shocked is a big one for me.
1: That's amazing. I love that. And congrats to you. That's really I appreciate doing.
0: that. So what about the second part I'm going to ask you of this one is how do you find me time in your schedule to become centered and grounded?
1: You know what? I'm still trying to figure that out because I, <laughs> <laughs> I understand how important it is. I really like I really, really do. I just think being out here, especially as an entertainer um, in a major city like this, it's very easy to lose sight of that. Um, but coming out of the last TV show I worked on, I've really just been trying to be very adamant about where my time and energy is going into. And I feel like within the past like few weeks I've I'm getting better. I, it's still a working virus. <laughs> but I definitely still try to when I wake up in the morning before I like get to work or whatever is on the agenda for today, whether it be music or if I have an audition or like whatever is happening to make sure, you know, I'm praying and I'm meditating, I'm releasing within my first like, you know, 10, 15 minutes and to do the same before I go to sleep. Cause I definitely notice the difference of when I do that and when I don't, cause my mind yeah. It's just all over the place if I do not. So I'm trying, I'm trying, I can do a lot better. I really can, but you know, one day at a time.
0: One day at a time is correct. And I think you kind of answered part of my next question because I was going to talk about sometimes. And I want to ask you about a ritual that you use to prepare before singing or do you have rituals or anything that you use to help you before vocal performing?
1: Um. Shout out to sometimes because a lot of people don't know about sometimes, <laughs> and shout out to you for even bringing up sometimes. But um, my rituals would be, um, always prayer. That's for it for anything, especially when it comes to performing, when it comes to singing, any when it comes to a casting. Like prayer for me is first and foremost because I know that it's not my gift. I didn't create this gift; it was given to me, so I have to make sure that I give it back in the best way possible. Um, so, yeah, prayer is definitely first and foremost, no matter how big or small. Um, as far as like performing, lots of water for me, lots of water, um, and anything hot. Like I'm, I'm definitely a tea drinker, but I don't have like a million that i do normally as long as my throat like as long as my voice feels okay and i feel fine like we just say a quick prayer and we get out there you know and that's it if it's something nerve-wracking you know we can all take a shot and go live our life
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) so um who's been one of your biggest supporters do you have anyone who's like always been behind you who knew that you were going to be the start you are today uh definitely
1: my parents Um, My parents have been in from the very beginning. Now, I will say I had to convince them, um, just because I, growing up with my, you know, my family, my dad sang and played all his life, my mom sang and wrote all her life. So they knew that I was always talented, but just being from South Carolina, it was always like, okay, well, what's your backup? Like, what are we going to do if this doesn't work, you know? Um, But I feel like when becoming just very adamant about it of like, I don't want a backup plan, I don't have a backup plan, I'm just going to be a star. And when they would see me like going to the studio late at night and not coming back to like 4 a.m. or like just doing any talent competition or show or anything I could get my hands on, I feel like they finally were like, "Okay, cool. So there is no backup plan. Um, So how can we how can we help? (laughs) Um, So I would definitely say my parents uh, and just my family in general um not everybody but most people no shade but shout out to my family um and then you know i feel like uh the older we get especially when we move to bigger cities you just have to find even if it's two people that really just believe in you and really got your back um i think that's very important like i mentioned thursday earlier she was the one that got me into bachelor that kind of started that tv journey um, but she's been one like
0: mm-hmm.
1: that knows me beyond K Star. Like she knows Carlton, and I know that I can take off the you know I can take off the glitter in the in this the stardom when I'm around her and just be you know before going back out into the world and you know it's just it's it's good to at least have a, a couple brothers, a couple sisters, especially in your industry that really got your back. So. I'm appreciative for you know my best friends and the people that that ride with me.
0: I love that, and shout out to your family and your friends that really support you, because they can be a hundred people in the room, and all it okay, takes. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop. That's my girl. <laughs> She's amazing. I, I just wanted to make that joke. I'm like, I'm gonna stop there before I get a copyright infringement. So we're gonna we're gonna leave <laughs> it there. But <laughs>
1: That's my girl.
0: <laughs> That's odd. <awesome. laughs> so, I got another one for you. O- OTW. So, is there a city you're dying to travel to? And if so, if you only had $500 to spend on souvenirs, what would you buy?
1: Hmm. I want to go to, are we talking about like US or just like
0: anywhere you want in the world? You get to choose. Wow, I want to go. Honestly,
1: any if we're talking internationally, anywhere in Brazil, I always want to go to Brazil. I see all these videos with Lenny Kravitz in Brazil, and he just be out there living his life, like <laughs> away from the world. I always thought that that was end all be all to just be outside.
0: Okay, story. Can we keep it real? Like Lenny Kravitz living his life everywhere. <laughs> no, that's completely. Oh man. True. I,
1: In my mind, it's definitely one of my uncles. Definitely one of my musical uncles. So I keep up with him. Um, So I would say that internationally, nationally, uh, so many places. Honestly, that I have not been. I really want to go. I want to go back. Well, no, no, no. If I had, if I can go anywhere in the U.S., I would definitely say. For now, I know my answer probably changed, but I, I still have yet to go to Miami. I really want to go to Miami. Ooh,
0: yeah, that's a and I'm one. from the
1: south, so it's crazy that I haven't been. But yeah. <laughs> I really want to go.
0: Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm from the south. I ain't been either. So I mean, oh, okay, cool. so I don't feel as like uncultured because I honestly haven't
1: been to many places.
0: I haven't either. I mean, the most traveling I've done, I've gone on a couple of cruises, so I have seen. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you one place I love and can go back. Is I've been twice. It's Cozumel. Cozumel was such a great experience like i every every time i went i was just like oh my god I just i really enjoyed that experience but one place that i did go and i really didn't get an opportunity to travel around was montego bay jamaica and i just i kind of got a bad taste in my mouth i'm just gonna be honest like when i first walked got off the boat when we went there and they had one guy that was like really trying to hustle everyone i was like oh my god like this is not what i was expecting but um i didn't take it as a whole negative but it just really bothered me when i first got there. i was like oh this is not cool this is ruining my my image of montego bay but i loved the majority of the people that were amazing and just very personable and um i enjoyed that experience outside of that first person but um nassau bahamas was really nice um i mean there, there are a lot of great places but i think if i had to choose a place in the states New York City would probably be the one I would choose because I've heard a lot of great experiences that people have had. And so that would just be something on a bucket list for me to just
1: mm-hmm.
0: be there and just to hopefully get an opportunity to see the Statue of Liberty, which I think will be a bucket list, definitely thing for me. And then if I had to choose a second place, um, I've heard Orange Beach, Alabama has some of the best beach beaches in the world. Like it's one of the best beaches in the world. And so I want to go there for sure. <laughs> That's what's, up. That's what's up.
1: So you've never, so you haven't been to New York yet at all? Have
0: not. I've been to Alabama. Really? I've been to Florida many times. I've been to Orlando a couple of times. Um, Let me see. I haven't really traveled those. I've been to Mississippi a couple of times. I've been to Texas a few times. Dallas is really nice. I've been there a couple of times, Um, but no, as far farther up North and going other places I have not been. And I guess, cause I had a huge fear of flying. I got in a really, really bad flight in 2003 and we had such bad turbulence going down. I vowed never to get really? back on a plane. And to be honest, um, I have never been on a plane since then to be honest. So that was like, a, it was a, it was a, so I will get back you guys, I, wow. I, I will face the fear, but no, that was an experience when I'll never forget. And I'll pray, I said, Lord, if you give me a fear. I'll never get back on a plane and like like it was scary so yes it's actually now i'm thinking it's been what, 20 years i mean it's been a while it's been a while yeah
1: wow well thank god yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so the funny thing is i'm like so i get on the boat like like that's even safer like <laughs> i'm surrounded by water. Right, so i just right. always like to make that joke i'm like yeah I, I face that fear so i'm gonna definitely get to the airplane in the future but yeah, I would definitely love to go to Orange Beach, Alabama for sure. Because yeah. I heard it, like I so said, the beach is really amazing.
1: That's what's up. I'm, honestly, I I never knew that, but that's really cool. Have to add that to the list.
0: Yeah, so I might, I'm I'm invite you, K. So we're gonna go out there together and have a good time, just hang out. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. So I have a few more questions for you. You've been doing really an amazing job. I want to just commend you. You're doing amazing. <laughs> so. Next one I have is, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, you get to choose the age, what would you say to young K-star?
1: Honestly, probably just be yourself. I think as cliche as that that sounds, I think that's if I had to tell my younger K-star self anything, it would just be be yourself. I think, um I love that, especially just being a kid from the south, um in the neighborhood that I grew up in, it wasn't always the coolest thing to sing and dance, um, and where I grew up, especially in school and stuff like that, a lot of times I was in class like the only a lot of times like one of the only guys that took art the as serious as I did, and I do play sports, but I wasn't I knew that wasn't it was always a hobby or I did it cause you know, my homies did it. But um, yeah, I think it was a lot of finding myself or trying to please people or trying to remain the cool kid or just trying to always be popular that it took me a while. And I feel like I still am, uh, it's still a daily thing like finding yourself and knowing that person and not just loving that person, but even like liking that person. it took me a long time to come to where i am now even with the progress i know that i still have so if anything i definitely would look him in his face and say just be yourself and love that person because this world will not (laughs) always be on your side not always be on your side but you have to be on your own side so i think that would be definitely the the advice a
0: little You know, you stole the words right out of my lips because everyone who knows me knows obviously you have to like yourself before loving yourself. And that is a phrase I use all the time. So it was like when you said there's like a light bulb clicked in my head, it's an affirmation that many people need to maybe start to assert within themselves. You have to like me in order to love me. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to disagree that that person's uniqueness doesn't have to be your treasure. Like who you are and who they are can be, separate and apart. You can still love someone from a distance and still be unique and be amazing and to share your light mm-hmm. with this world. And so I think that you've been able to do not only a great job of being authentic, but just showing people that, hey, the one thing that you thought you need to be popular in is actually the complete opposite of what your life has become. So you you can show people that, you know, popularity doesn't need to mean that you have to have a yeah. Big group of people who are loving and sharing and caring for you in a way that they need you to be, but it's about you loving yourself enough to let some people go to put some new people into your life for the journey you're taking and find who k star is at the end of this this whole cycle. You know what I'm saying
1: mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, and I, I think that's very important, and I don't think it's taught enough or talked about enough in schools um but it should definitely be because <laughs> it's traumatic. Like when you talk to your friends about like school days, of course, you know, you talk about the turn-up times, but especially like your younger days, like your elementary and like middle school days, it's very traumatic. <laughs> it is very traumatic when you just think about like all that you went through as a child or all you had to figure out as a child. Like it's crazy. It's so crazy.
0: <laughs> I mean, case third, let's just put it out there on the table. I just talk about like, my mom knowing that I had a five head and she would like literally get my hair cut into the kid and play haircut. And like literally <laughs> I look like like an alien with my head it's looking like they put a bowl <laughs> on it to cut it. And then I'm wearing these pretty odd checkered outfits that just were not um oh, look like somebody just decided to just go rummage in a in a terrible goodwill and just say, hey, put this on you and see how i look like, Oh Lord, when you get the school pictures and I had the Coke bottle glasses. said, like, oh God. Uh so <laughs> so I totally know where you're coming awesome. from of just like going through that phase. But it just it just reminds me of, hey, your parents did the best they could and my mom, oh Lord, I, I I said I'm gonna tell this, but so I'm gonna tell it. Uh <laughs> I never forget, you know, when we talk <laughs> about just being popular and materialistic things that people would look to. So at Kmart if you guys remember Kmart uh oh yeah that was
1: my favorite store as a child it was it was
0: mine until I had this experience but uh (laughs) but my mom was buying me some new shoes and so you know they had the Jordan shoes and then he used to have that cologne remember it was called Jump I think was like the imitation version of Michael Jordan's cologne so I had like the Jump cologne and I had these People called them the Imitation Jordan shoes. And I'll never forget. I don't even know if Michael Jordan's legs were spread, if he was what hand in the wrong air. I don't remember, but it was the wrong shoes. So I remember going to school the next day. And it's like, you got those imitation Jordans on. I'm like, oh God. And so it was it was an embarrassing thing in the moment, you know, as a kid, because yeah. you are sometimes influenced by what's going on around you. But I'll just never forget, like after that experience, I didn't take my shoes off. And so that just showed me how strong I was. Like some people would have gotten mad or cried. It just reminded me of like, are these people really that important in my life? And I learned that pretty early mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. that I don't need someone to tell me that this looks good and that's what I need to do. Um, and so for me, their opinions didn't matter. I still still have my own image issues that I've worked through a lot of that. But at that moment, I was like, oh, I don't even want to hang around these people. If they're really that superficial and worried mm-hmm. about shoes, then these aren't people I want to be around. And so I was very blessed at least to gain some of that insight at a younger age where it didn't hurt me the way it could have. Um, But I just think of so many kids out there right now, especially with TikTok and so many different avenues they have right now with social media. There's so much cyberbullying and so much things going on that's out there and people being exploited at younger ages. And So I really hope that for if there's any younger listeners to know that you have a place in this world and that people are going to love you. And if those people don't fit into that box, then you don't need to be in that same area with those individuals. Find your clique, find your tribe, find those people who really do love and care about you and be aware of, you know, people who might be jealous of the star that you're going to become. And I just want people to know that.
1: Yeah. For sure. And the special ones don't ever fit in a box anyway. So it's always hard, especially as a, as a kid. And, but when you get older and you really are tapped into your purpose and like your dreams and destiny, you, you begin to understand it.
0: You're right. 100 percent. So I have one more question for you and it's going to be a two parter to this question. So the first part of it is um, what is <laughs> next for you and how can our listeners find you online?
1: Word. Well, I have a show on May 4th here in Los Angeles in Hollywood that I've been really preparing for these past few weeks. <laughs> I haven't talked about it much um, just because it's been a lot of behind the scenes work for the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a live stream show here in Hollywood called Unearthed. Um, so all of that information will be on my page very, very soon. Um, the producers of the show are still getting the stage together. Um, they're working on flyers and everything now. While, you know, the, me, we're getting the choreo together and like all of this, all of the great stuff. It's going to be amazing. It's my first like 25 minute set. So it's going to be dope. Um, so that's what's next. Uh, my head is underground until that day. <laughs> um, and as, as, besides that it's really just continuing to push this ep um upcoming performances and other cool things that we have coming up with the ep um but the show is the main thing the show is the main thing getting ready for this show because it is definitely uh it's going to be it's going to be really amazing and i can't wait for everybody to to see it so yeah it's my first performance from this ep i've tried to be very very careful of where I perform this project because I know that it's very special to me. And I think like post-COVID, which I completely understand because I'm the same way. Post-COVID, like everybody, especially artists, like we just run to like whatever mic is hot and want to sing for our life (laughs) because we have another chance to be on stage. Um, But I think this time around, I just really wanted to do it differently. I wanted to make sure like the caliber of like where we're performing really makes sense for where I believe I'm going next. Um, so have just been like very strategic and particular of, you know, where we're going to perform this music because it does mean a lot. Um, so that's next, May 4th, show in Hollywood. All information will be on my page very, very, very soon. Um, and as far as where to follow me, of course, I'm K-Star with two R's. <laughs> K-Star official on everything, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and yeah. Link with me. Talk to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are really, K-Star, you have such a great personality outside of just who you are as a singer and a performer, but your personality really, it lights up a room. And I think that anyone who has the opportunity to hear him sing, please support him, stream his music be a part of this, any live streaming when he's touring the world, which I know that's going to happen. I hope I can be front row. Or I can be backstage. Mm-hmm. I just want to be here to hundred, to support you 100% because I mm-hmm. think that you have the makings of a star.
1: I appreciate that. And I appreciate you so much for reaching out and being consistent. I feel like, and I know like I've apologized a million times, <laughs> but I know like, especially being indie, which I know will change very soon, but doing this and balancing like working on set and everything i know sometimes i am the worst communicator and i'm already like a bashful like shy person anyway so it takes a lot for me to open my phone and go through my text messages um but especially with instagram this so when i released this ep there's just so many like bs messages from people and like sifting through those messages like are really draining so when i saw yours and we actually started like talking i was like finally (laughs) here's somebody who is like who actually gets it and is out here doing their thing and really like hustling and grinding amongst like all the other things he's going on and i feel like i identify with that and i appreciate it like our very first conversation we like okay, I have peace about it. It feels good. It feels like I can just be myself. And, you know, we can have a good time
0: because it's been a lot of like ignored messages because <laughs> <laughs> we just don't, we just don't have time. <laughs> well, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I get some crazy messages as well. And I'm like, I'm all about supporting people and wanting to help people. And that's my whole goal. And it's never about reaching a million followers and doing that. I'm like, I'm not paying anyone for followers. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. That is not important to me. The message of this show is to Mm -hmm. really embrace who we are, but also to support each other in the process. And so when I started in May of 2020 with this show and my second show space between, I really wanted to give people opportunities to perform, to share, and to be themselves and know that I'm going to love and support them if no one else does. And so I'm just glad that you are getting to that place where I know that you can go and the sky's the limit for what's in the future for you. I really do believe that you are going to be amazing for sure. Thank you and likewise for sure. Thank you. Well thank you so much (laughs) K-Star for being on Black Canvas and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. I'm just so glad to have you here and I can't wait to have you back to perform live when you're ready. Yes, we have to make that happen. Thank you again. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You have a great rest of your day, okay? You too. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.